Um, hello. Uh, before we start, uh, we wanted to say a very happy birthday to Chris, brother of Tanya, a sister who always puts a lots of thought into his birthday. Have an excellent day on the 12th, Chris, and may all your teas be creamy. And now, me. Hello. Welcome, and today in the studio for our episode 30 special... It's a very special, a very special episode indeed. We have... No, no, let's build up to this a little bit more. Episode 10... Well, let me... Let me uh, no, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why it could be so special. Well, episode 10 we had... We had the, uh, our Now, now show. show... Now Show! Tribute. Yes. Um, episode 20... We had... We had Celebrity Guest. I was thinking it seems a lot more quick to get to yes. 10, 20, and then I realised we went weekly. Yes, uh, um, John Finnemore. John Finnemore, celebrity guest now, John Finnemore now, from off of the telly. Now, when did the Beatles really start getting good? <laughs> oh, yes. And well. that's when Yoko Ono <laughs> that's right. moved into the studio. <laughs> that's correct. And certainly didn't cramp their style in any way, shape, or form. That's correct. So, in order to emulate some of that creative spark, yeah. we've decided... that we're going to be inviting <laughs> our Yokos in. First Yoko in is... Laura. It's, it's Laura, everybody. Hello. And it's not Laura, Laura Bush. Hi. hi. Those amongst you who are perspicacious will have noticed that last week she had a little peek into the studio. That's true. And she was disgusted she was by what she saw. <laughs> sneaking so around. So decided to spend more time. That's no, right, sneaking around like a little mouse. Like a little mouse. Last time. <laughs> Occasionally squeaking in the background. One of the mice she experiments <laughs> on. <laughs> In her <laughs> laboratory, in her evil laboratory, in her the evil, evil in her laboratory of evil. Mm-hmm. That's right. She tests to see whether mice can laugh and whether their laughs can be dissected. Do, you, do you think? Laura, Actually, they, they, they can. Laugh. And the answer is, m- mice and rats can laugh. They can laugh, but they do it at a higher frequency than we can hear. But when you recall them and play it back more slowly, they do laugh. When can you also tickle, hear what they're laughing at? Yeah, when you tickle them and do oh. things like that, they laugh. If a mouse laughs in a cage on its own, can anyone hear it? Yes. Yes. If there is a microphone there. <laughs> it's just the air is still moved by, you know, the sound is still set, well, sound is still not, transmitted. Well, prove it. Okay. Prove that the air is moving. Etc. You're making a big ontological claim. <laughs> I am, but I'm absolutely... You're, you're claiming that a universe exists when you're not perceiving it. What evidence do you have for that? Uh, <laughs> I uh, saw a video once and I wasn't at the place where that film was shot. No, that's a video that you've seen. Mm-hmm. You didn't see the place. You saw. No, I saw it on video. It was there. No, you're, no, no, no. You're, uh, you, you saw a video. You didn't see the place. Oh, that's true. Oh, you're right. I didn't even see the video. I was just looking at the picture of the on the box. It was a naughty picture. Wasn't <laughs> it, it was. I got frightened and in left fact, the room. In fact, all you're doing is constructing naughty things. That's the whole universe. Is. The <laughs> naughty, naughty construct you know of your how, solipsistic imagination. You know how every time any new technology is created, the first thing anyone does with it is pornography. Yes, and that since since, since, since cave paintings and that's yes, not saturating. Right. Yes, it's absolutely. And then true. the second thing somebody does is scrawl an article on the cave wall saying, "Oh, this is going to destroy." <laughs> and if only. We can go back to the time before we didn't have these modern paintings on cages that are going to corrupt all the youth because, God forbid, that people should uh, have their necks swell up. The violence in those cave paintings was just encouraging young people to throw spears at, at, uh, at oinks. It was. Oh, how do you pronounce that word? O-N-Y-X. Onyx. Onyx. onyx yeah. I prefer to pronounce it oinks. oinks. And I'm going to stick with that. Pigs or something. Like yes. That. Yes. I mean, I, I, I hear that... Um, Killing an onyx is like taking two lines of coke. That's true. It's just the same. It's just the same. Just the same. <laughs> Laura, do you think you're going to be a better or worse guest than John Finnemore? 
Um, You've already spoken more than John Finnemore got to. Hey, I think I should be better on account of the fact that... Oh, and, you, and you've actually made a claim that you'll be better, whereas John Finnemore would never have said anything so immodest. Because, or maybe um, I'll sort of be all right, maybe. Oh, little old me. If I can't get away I can't believe I'm missing the only person I shall get gracious in Come on. Oh, that, that, that bastard. That's that self-effacing twat. <laughs> he was so damn nice and friendly and generous. When he could speak. I hate people like that. Well, he couldn't speak. Well, welcome to the podcast. God. When he couldn't speak, no. I should be the silent laugh in the background. I don't know. I think the I think studio that, I think a lot, I mm. think see a, a bit a bit like with the Beatles because we 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 are with <laughs> the Beatles. Let's be honest. Um, well, no, no, no. I would like... say I would say as the Beatles were to rock music, we are the podcasts. And in the same way that all all, all all the Beatles fans were desperately upset to hear that. The uh, be the various Beatles were um, had attachments oh, that's already. True. You know, that's true. I think I think a lot of your groupies, John, are going <laughs> to be screaming Australian are, fans. Are going to be desperately disappointed. I have received too. some hate mail. Yeah, now just just don't spend any time outside the Dakota Building. If you want to send hate mail about uh, Laura, send it to uh, podcast at rumdoings dot com. Yes, we we look Thanks. forward to reading uh, and do make it proper hate mail, not yes. just mealy mouth sort of. You know, <laughs> we we want proper as I as I said. I want us to worry about walking around the Dakota. To building so um <laughs> let's let, let let let's let, let let's continue on who are you actually... are you are you john or, or are you uh ringo i'm george martin are you? the one who actually did all the work okay for which everybody else took the credit that's good and any letters of condolence um, yes or support and encouragement feel free to send those in too don't don't send those i could use those yes you could use them to make little origami um pigeons we have to tell you what the topic is. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, yes, we do. Um, what are we to do about the tragedy of the increasing dearth... Dearth? Increasing dearth? <laughs> the increasing dearth uh-huh. of Britain's dwindling bees. Population. Population. <laughs> Every week we never plan it. <laughs> Every week we never plan it. But I always add one word on the end and then you repeat it. It's like, like we do it on purpose. Yeah, no, we don't actually That's do the that. topic. Yeah. The dwindling bees. Popular. Dwindling bees. Dwindling bees from this individually dwindling. That's what I have a problem with. That was the point. That's why I read your word. As you can see, big, big bumblebee. And then eventually he's this tiny little nut. Is that the noise thing. that a dwindling bee makes? What? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. I'm a bit, we're also far from the microphone. I'm concerned it's not going to pick up nuances like it that. Was. Do you have perfect pitch, Laura? No. Well, how would you describe your pitch? Imperfect. <laughs> Imperfect, surely, if it's not perfect. I, on a scale you, of one. I know, I know what Laura's pitch is. <laughs> Laura has pluperfect pitch. Oh, very nice. That's a grammar joke. That's a great, here's a grammar joke for everyone there. On a scale of one to perfect, how would you rate your your pitch? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will hear. The cat no one's going to hear the cat mewing through That's the door. Beautiful the pitch studio perfect, door. Um, yeah. Cat oh, no. meow. There. Oh, he's crying. Good. It's just a cat. Baby. This, this, listeners, is how John <laughs> converses with Dexter, the cat. Hello, little monkey. Hello. No, Hi. I'm not a monkey. I'm a fiat. Little monkey, num nums. Yeah, okay, I'll tell you what. It's me, not num nums. It's nummies. Give me an opposable thumb, and then I'll be a little monkey. No, the monkeys don't have opposable thumbs. Yeah, but some apes do. No, no, no. Shut up, Dexter, and get out. <laughs> That's right. That's how our conversations go. That's what You're abusive, and you send them to the basement. <laughs> Look how angrily he's staring at you now. Yes, I don't think people want to hear about your cat's No, I'm sure. They want to hear more grammar jokes. Okay, that's true. Uh, How about Ma- Nora has preterite. 
I'm going to try to remember the maths jokes we used to tell at A level. Oh God, no. that's what I'm going to do. Everyone's Phil. Did you even do? Well, A-levels? I think yes. I didn't do them very D well. An N in A levels. I did. A-levels. I got not for maths. I got I got my I got a D in the end. I got an E first go. What do you think? You, I mean, do you, do you, what what do you think about going up with somebody who got a D for maths and N's and so on? I mean, you must have little Murray Stopes moments there, where you wonder whether eugenics is required. But I think, <laughs> nevertheless, 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 you put up with him. It boosts my ego. I suppose really, that, it's good to know that. Make sure that if, if you if you decide to have any progeny with this one, what's the know, differential? Sure special school quite What's the differential of one over fire? One over fire. Yeah, I don't know. Natural log fire. Yes, log, <laughs> log e over n. That has got to be being picked up on the microphone. That's the decay constant. Mewing. The decay constant log e over n. <laughs> I remember these things. Do you? It's very good. Yes. I had one other math trick. But I can't. Oh, yes. What's. Um, uh, oh, I can't be bothered. <laughs> Someone should let the cat in rather than just having mewing the whole way through the podcast. Mewling. Oh, he's just such an attention seeker. Well, just go open the door. No, you, it's your cat. I'm trapped by you two in your oh, legs. <laughs> I didn't like the sound of that. Oh, it's your cat. It's already sounded proprietorial. <laughs> right, let's split up the CD collection. CD collection like that. CD collection. Let's split our iPods in half. <laughs> can, you imagine, can you imagine the diligent couple who would split up the MP3 collection, not duplicate it? No. <laughs> it would be against the law to duplicate them. Yes. We have to choose who gets which MP3. Yes, exactly. You can have half of Eternal Flame. <laughs> oh. So close your eyes. I like the Eternal. Remember, we decided songs that we actually were allowed to like, even though it weren't very good. And I think Eternal Flame I is slow- structurally a very good song. I slow danced. I slow danced to Eternal Flame with Sarah Elliott. Who was Sarah Elliott? She was a whore. She was a whore. <laughs> no idea. She was certainly not. I that sort of thing. It's, it's, funny. it's funny you invite her on and you think, oh, 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 Laura's going to be sensible and ladylike, and yet I've never said anything as live. You know, I'll say something like, yeah. oh, Rupert Murdoch is a paedophile. She's actually said, somebody who... <laughs> which, which he is not. Yeah, which he is. But somebody who... <laughs> not. Somebody who is. And somebody who tunes something is. And somebody who tunes in and says, somebody who actually exists and could be listening to this, and is probably a part of your circle or was, yeah, or is yeah, certainly yeah. at least at most once removed yeah. now, is a whore. I know. And no, actually I'm sure said, she was a very lovely, she a lovely, lovely whore. girl. A lovely girl. A lovely whore. She had all the tricks. <laughs> Did you snog her? No. Why not? Because I was 11, I think. Oh. I was a bit young for snogging. Oh. What is the appropriate age for snogging? Uh, 43. 43? Mm-hmm. You've got a long time to wait. Then. Dexter, after all that, you're not coming in. Yeah. Cat is That's his chair, so I'd sit down pretty quickly yeah, for well, you, Nick. Well, I, I'm, I'm not intimidated. I'm not allowing a cat, a <laughs> cat to make Westphalian territorial chair. claims. Frankly, you know. <laughs> Excuse me, Nick. Can as, you as, with most, as with most sovereignty, I'm actually the force of the party who can most. He's genuinely going to ask to be let back oh, out again. Well, he, well it, no. There's, oh. the, there's the cat's game. Cat come in, cat go out. But yes. actually, we. I think we should just ignore the cat. No, I agree. Ignore there's it. A certain neediness here, which is not attractive. No, I agree. And isn't, no, and isn't attractive in cats either. <laughs> you did a joke. I did. Do you a did joke. do a joke. Laura, tell us a joke. Um, I can't. The pressure. I can't. Laura, what? Tell us about the first time you got a sitcom on Radio Four. How that felt. The first time I got a sitcom. Yeah. On, well, like John Finnamore. Yeah. Say oh, say oh, little old me, little old me. Oh, I'm no good. Don't be mean about lovely John Finnemore. On account of my father being Lenny Henry, I actually um, 
yes, well, well. Because oh, Laura well does come from Dudley. She's not being racist by saying that. She just comes from Dudley. So no. in a sense, she's not being racist as well, actually, because Minster. she admits that he does come from Dudley. Unlike John, who's decided he comes from Jamaica. That's right. <laughs> I'm actually from Kidderminster, which same thing. You're is, all the same. It's not the same thing as Dudley. <laughs> You're all the same. You yeah, I, to me, to me you, all sound, you all sound the same. It's like you Africans. Nick, can yeah. you agree that the Midlands is in the north? Would you agree yeah, with me? Oh. That's, absolutely, yeah. yes. But also, also has, anybody, has anybody who speaks in a proper Brahmi sort of Dudley accent, they can't sound intelligent, can they? Even if they are. But can you imagine, <laughs> hey, you, you've gone to a lecture, today we're going to be talking about the hermeneutics of... You know. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I've argued this with Laura, and you I've got myself it. in trouble saying it. But the, I reckon the cleverer Laura has gotten, the more she's lost her accent. But I that's think that true. I think that's not a causal effect, though. I think that is um, more the fact that I've just lived in the southwest. In cleverer places. Is it, during my is university it not, education, if you used even a sentence that complex in Kidderminster, they would have chased you out with pitchforks and burning <laughs> yeah. sticks. I would have called you a witch and cannabis. Um, <laughs> she, yes. she, she's a word witch. <laughs> That you happened. do that very well. I do. But, uh, but uh, it's interesting, the problem, when I first discovered the Brummie accent, I, hadn't, I wasn't aware that it existed when Were I first came out. No, and I thought, this is really weird because it sounds like it's a very yokelish, almost bad Afrikaans sort of of an accent. It had mm. something. It had something of the. It had something of the boor about it. Which it's quite sing-songy. Yeah, uh, and sort of. <laughs> what, what, what are you doing? I'm trying not to be distracted by Dexter trying to commit suicide. You didn't wait. You didn't succeed in not being distracted by Dexter <laughs> for an entire two minutes. Yeah. You have your girlfriend sitting next to you on a sofa, <laughs> and all you're interested in is your bloody cat. I, I'm offended on your behalf. No one's not climbing you. on empty cardboard boxes stacked in a giant pile. No, I'm actually. I, and if I were, he would not find it. At the end of the, right, it's right, true, what, exactly. Be. If you were cry climbing all over carpal boxes, he wouldn't be. So, oh, just shut I've up! I've tried sniffing his finger, game. rolling on my back. It's, it's. You've tried to do what with his finger? Sniffing his finger. It's always much more endearing when Dexter does it. <laughs> Anything to get attention. See, you, didn't you didn't put any effort into it. Dexter puts <laughs> a lot more effort into it. I don't it. want to know about sniffing fingers. <laughs> I know you're. I know you're a good boy and a good girl, and you would never do something. I feel like we should be discussing a topic. Well, no, that's the point. Sure that's oh, yeah, the point. So, so welcome to the Rum do Doings that. podcast. <laughs> um, Gosh, John, even I Joe, shall we go back to episode one? <laughs> okay. Where we just oh, don't go back to episode one. It's rubbish. It really upsets me. I think we should delete it. Is it bad? We should start with episode... I, I, yeah, it's I'm like an hour and five minutes long to start with. Um, I did talk about Star long. Guide, which is the only time you've ever <laughs> talked about computer games. So, yeah. um, I turned my phone off and I turn, so we went buzz. Why have you yeah. turned it on again? I just wanted to see your little iPhone and what it, what it had on it. It's fiddling. Um... Uh, yeah, so uh, the episode one is awful because it's like us just... We, we haven't even come up with a name yet. We haven't come up with a concept. And we did something very evil. Do you know what we did? Really bad, which we've never done since, but it was awful. What did we do? We paused. Oh, we did pause, didn't we? Yes, I was getting you a drink. I said, would you like some rum? So would you like some rum? We, so we pressed pause on the recording that's carried oh. on to it. it seems we you did not record it. as live. It's true. Oh. Whereas oh. now... Shocking. We've never done that again. No, because it would be a, a bo- appalling behaviour. It would be. I mean, you've made some edits when you believe that perhaps I've been libeling people, that's but we've never, actually paused the, <laughs> we've never actually paused the recording. That's true. I'm happy to edit it. I don't think that's a problem. I just edit out any times that you're funnier than me, I remove those. Yes, you do. Which, which, true. which is why That's I how come this podcast is a blank, empty space. Yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> we do. I want to bring back our... Um, what was, we had a sort of orchestra of... That followed us around for every yes, podcast. Yes, the trombonist and so on. <laughs> I, I think I think that we should have an orchestra that follows us around. There, but there have been so many sketches that have been played about that, where you know the incidental music in the uh, particular sketch 
it's only revealed to be played by instrumentalists in a cupboard or mm. uh, that kind of thing. So I think we, we've ever done that joke. Laura can sing, as we said earlier on. Laura, sing. Laura, sing. Uh, That's amazing. How did you do that? You should be in a choir. It's like speaking, but you keep one tone. Mm. <laughs> how do you do it? Um, I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. No, you're not allowed to say that. No, you, you wouldn't have to no, kill me. No, you really wouldn't have to kill me. That would be a very odd thing to <laughs> yeah, have to that's do. right. Uh, um, I didn't know you were going, oh, well, a psychopath, John, let me I'm out sorry. of your basement. <laughs> no, no, into she the said, basement she with you. That, she says, if she merely told me how she sings, she'd have to kill me. Well, what the hell's going on? John, what the sings. hell? Who are you going out with? Somebody who would actually kill me. Mm-hmm. You're, just, you're just telling me about her singing talent. Well, you were looking for the, the oh, vice, were oh, you not, for quite a while. I don't know. Well, she I, said she, she throws were, back yet another glass of there, wine. There had to be a vice. There did have to be a vice. Um, well, all, all John's previous conquests have been mad. Conquests. So I was. Con- conquests. <laughs> <laughs> I've yet to plant a flag at the top of your head. <laughs> yes. No flag, no head. That's the rules. That's right. <laughs> It's an Eddie Izzard reference that Nick wouldn't get. Oh. No, but I was doing oh, innuendo. So I, I was doing innuendo. In your window. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> No, so, so anyway, how are you mad? How are you mad? How mm. am I mad? Yes. Yeah. John's not mad. But I can be a little, are. I can be a tad OCD. I like things to be in straight lines. <laughs> I like things to be, well, that could be taken very far. And I like lists. lists. She won't do wobbly cocaine. Well, that's okay. You're a, you're a Scientologist. Well, scientolo- yes, I'm not a Scientologist. A, as a Scientologist. <laughs> oh gosh, my thetans. You're a Scientologist. <laughs> you're a scientismist, so... scientismist. <laughs> so therefore, you, uh, you would like lists and so on. So yes, well, I think it makes me a good scientist. What's yeah. your favourite science? My favourite science? Mm-hmm. Well, surely it would be biology on the No, because biology isn't real science, it's just a meta-science. Physics is the only science. Well, I had a chemistry teacher who would argue that um, physics was black magic, uh-huh. biology was merely bunny-stroking, and how difficult could that be, head mm-hmm. to tail? Yeah. <laughs> Do it the other way and you get bitten. Yeah. That's yeah. It. That chemistry was the one true science. Well, I did chemistry at A-level, so I would agree with that, but actually, mm. actually, actually, chemistry is really, let's be honest, just built up of blocks made of physics. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, of course it is. Well, I did all three at A level, and I, I just biology just made sense to me. It was far more. Logical. Well, it's interesting. A physicist is far more likely to believe in God than a biologist. I think this is true. Because actually. physicists, when they look at it, they say, "Oh my God, the universe." Really they encounter make, more the mystery. Uni- yeah. Also, I said, the universe really doesn't make any sense. So you might just yeah. well. Well, the, so. the physicist encounters macro mystery, whereas the mm. biologist and chemist encounter micro mystery, don't they? Yes, and 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 it's and, and you can feel that you've solved mysteries. Whereas in physics, you never will be able to solve mysteries because it's insoluble. Because at some stage, mm-hmm. you're going to have to say, "Well, the the biggest question is not how did that happen or why did it happen, but why did anything happen." And yes, physics can't really answer. Could never answer why. Why is there anything? Is the, is, is always the wonderful question. I was just reading about this in um, a book by a scientist called Francis Collins. He was the man who was in charge of the Human Genome Project. Yes, um, and uh, oh, it's, it's, yes, he was. And not only was he in charge of it, but the evil Doctor Venter, Doctor Venter, who has recently taken a patent on the newly created artificial life form, um, was in a race. Against him, yes. a private consortium yes. race against him. And he was publishing the data. He wanted, to, and, and he was doing, he was doing crappy work actually, but he was doing it much more quickly, trying to beat the government project in order that he could patent it and, and it would not be put in the public domain. Mm. That man is evil, and I do mean the word evil. I don't mean it in a metaphorical sense. That man is evil in the same way that Adolf Hitler and Genghis Khan is evil in what he could do to hold back oh, yeah. human human life and human progress. Mm. So I, uh, you know, come and sue me, Doctor Evil Vendor. <laughs> but you are as evil. As, no, you're more evil than a serial killer. A serial killer will at most. What, what's the most prolific serial killer killer? Harold Shipman, a couple yeah. of hundred. Yeah. 
Whereas, whereas this Fenter, if he gets his way, could end up killing millions, if not billions, if not eventually the whole species through his selfishness. So, Dr. Fenter, you could be... I'm not saying you are, but maybe you'll turn out to be the most evil man who's ever existed Exciting. if you end up destroying all of humanity by withholding a vital piece of information just when we need it because the god of mammon is telling you to. <laughs> so so, so anyway, Francis Collins was Francis fantastic. Francis Collins was the goody. They, they he, 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 he was Jesus. We saw him lecture, and didn't we? And Fenton was the devil. We yes. saw him lecture yeah. code, yes. didn't we? Yes. And I'm very, very jealous good. that you saw him. And it, Yes, yeah. and, and so they, they won the race uh-huh. and he's a Jesus lover. Do you think that he won the race because he's a Jesus lover? I imagine Jesus. Do you think it was divine well, I, I, intervention? Well, well, as I said, as I said, he's Jesus and Dr. Fenter is the devil, mm. is Satan. So, yeah, mm. I think it was. Mm. That's what the battle is. And if you know, you can go back and read Revelation, find out it's all about the uh, race to... Um, to find the sequence human. the human genome. Yeah. Sequence the human And you'll find, that, you'll find that 616, as it was, because it actually isn't 666, it was a mistranslation. Mm-hmm. 616 uh, is actually something to do with something important. That's a bit to be right. Important. I thought I was waiting for a great climax there. It was just something important (laughs) with regard regard to to genomics. Uh, Genomics, is that a word or have I made that up? It is a word, yes. Good, Mm -hmm. good. I'm glad it is a word. It's the study of the genome. Well, it's sad it is a word in a sense because if it hadn't been, I would have trademarked it. There you go. What's the other patent you were telling me about a week or so ago? About children's brains or something? Oh, yes, there was a hospital that was basically. People were leaving when their when their when their children died tragically, and they were leaving their their children's brains so that they could do a certain amount of research. And there was mm-hmm. a certain way that they did this research, and uh, I don't know the way they sequenced whatever they were doing, which some patent troll company who didn't actually do any of the work itself or research stuff that I bought this patent um, uh, then prevented them from doing it and just threatened to sue them if they did this. And so. What was very sad is that the scientist who was actually being sued was one of the people who had originally worked at an organisation but hadn't taken out the patent and then somebody else had jumped over him and taken out his own work as a patent and now was using that against him. And so the hospital now had to stop doing all this research and was instead playing playing games, fighting lawsuits and that kind of thing. And I thought, that really is quite despicable. Mm-hmm. You know, where And they had to just hold all this material and I couldn't do the work on it anymore mm. and so on. That's how societies die, isn't it? It's the, that's, oh, yeah. that's the end of cultures. That's mm. fiddling when Rome burns. You know, you're fiddling in the courts while, yeah. while, while you have your last chance to get some sort of exculpation and salvation. It's disgusting, really, mm-hmm. and I think you should put a stop to it. Okay, I'll get on to that. Did you say what you wanted to say about Francis Collins? I can't remember what I was just saying. Well, you said he was a crispy. That wasn't the point. Oh, no, he started as a physicist. Um, yeah. I think this was the point. Um, so his his book, um, The Language of God, is, is very insightful because he comes at things very much from a, a, a physics point of view mm-hmm. um, and then did um, chemistry and biology. Uh, actually changed as a medic. Yeah. The chemistry and biology on top of that. So it's. I must make it clear that this isn't a theological podcast. <laughs> uh, and other religions are available and uh, atheism, atheism is true so you know, <laughs> j- j- I j- thought you were agnostic later we should discuss I'm only agnostic in as much as of course I'm not going to say I know what's out there but really yes. honestly I don't believe in Thor not Thor no. oh I do you do good old Thor well, well, we... my friend Kieran writes the Thor comic at the moment. Your your friend Kieran does a lot of work at the moment. He does. He's does very he still prolific. Work for your rock shotguns papers. He does. Yes, <laughs> he does still work for that too. Will he? Will he continue? I hope so. Yes, because I mean he's a busy man, and you're lucky to have him. Well, he's the, it's uh, rock paper shotguns are the only uh, games writing he does now. Paper rocks and shotguns. He, he does. <laughs> he, 
he doesn't do he does nothing else, does he? With regard, he doesn't do PC gamers. He did that. He interestingly enough, he did ST Amiga format. Nothing. He stopped doing ST format. Yeah, he did a he did an article feature for PC gamer last issue, um, but hasn't. Uh, it was a one off. He doesn't often do. No. Uh, but no, he's mostly just RPS and then all his comics he writes, comics he books. Do you like these computer games? Me? Yes. No, all right. Uh, Laura, are you a little sad that John wastes his talent on writing other videos? He's a, I think he's a good pro. I think he's a good non-fiction prose writer, and I think he wastes his talent on games writing. Do you agree with me? I agree that he's a very good writer. Um, I don't think he wastes his talent, though. Well, it's just trivial nonsense, and he could be writing about important things. Don't you I think, think he does that as well. Hmm. But I think you should write more about more important things. I mean, the pro- problem with with games journalism is I don't think even if you think it's important, I don't think anybody in this generation takes it seriously. I think it, you you know you might be taken seriously on the in the pantheon of journalists, maybe a generation hence. But I don't. Mm. I think it's still it's still it's still waiting in the waiting room of to I, be accept, expect, I don't really aspire to, to be taken seriously. I, my my, my goal is to entertain. Um, so I try to I try to write something that because my 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 in my muse is always uh, your Sinclair, which is not to read it now because to read it now it doesn't work so well. But when I was eleven, twelve years old, I read your Sinclair and it made me think. Yeah, I want to be. I like think this about people. it this way: what if you would have said? No, I'm not writing. My muse, my muse but... was Rolling Stone magazine in the 1970s. You see, it, that sounds more impressive. Oh, sure. To my muse was your Sinclair magazine. Mm-hmm. So I'm not aiming for. A that's cho- my, I'm that's not trying problem. to write for children or teenagers. I'm trying to write for adults. But is your I want to have that same in this little niche. I don't think it's. Way- I think I, I. I think I make the niche. You know, a fun place to read, along with some other equally good or better writers. I prefer to read your articles about Dexter, though. Do you? <laughs> well, I do. Where would you rather him be writing? I'm not sure. There's much. The Economist. I'm not sure. There's much uh, <laughs> commercial, commercial <laughs> capacity for my writing about Dexter in, in <laughs> Dexter, Dexter, Dexter in monthly. Economist. Dexter in the Economy. <laughs> In the financial, <laughs> the financial times, the Dexter column. <laughs> that would be yeah. superb. I suppose that you're lucky to have any job in journalism, really, because most of them are gone now. And to have a job in in which I get to, you know, write about. But well, you hobby. like playing computer games, and That's you true. get to write about. Doesn't that just? I like the hobby, though. No, it doesn't interest because I, my 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 love is writing, not games. So I, I very much enjoy playing video games. Now your love is games. I, I'm very I love games, but that's not my passion. My passion is to write. It happens to be my favourite hobby is playing games, and so therefore I can it's invest my passion into my hobby, which is a beautiful combination. Yes, but is it not destroying your hobby because if you have to write about it and you have to write about it for money and to deadlines, and you have to play an awful lot of awful games? Isn't it horrible? It's strange that it I put can put me off reading fiction, doing uh, the Oxford entrance exam, for example. Oh right, and having to read all that stuff. And I uh, and for 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 years, I really didn't like write, reading fiction. Even today, I have to remind myself that actually reading fiction can be nice. And I, when I actually start reading it, I enjoy it. But I still get a horrible feeling as if I'm going to be having to revise for an exam or learn right. or learn every second line off by heart for the closed book exams and things like that. So I wonder whether the same thing happens with you and your No, very strangely, I can be playing a game for work and I can think, oh, that's I've finished work, I'll switch the game off and then load up a game to play to relax. So I, I do seem to be compartmentalised. Well, it's not very often that I will do that. <laughs> I, I didn't like that anecdote. Oh, I, you know. No, but I'm trying, trying now, to now I'm beginning to wonder about those lines of coke. And, <laughs> uh, I finished work, what am I going to do? <laughs> no, no, no. It does seem like a person's heart. Do the bling bling noise again. Do you know what that was? It sounded... That uh, was Pac-Man. I was going to say Pac-Man. Or... <laughs> 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 You're 
disturbing the cat. You put Dexter off completely. <laughs> Good. Listen, oh. that was that, that was Pac-Man. I Nick, love it. Nick, Pac-Man. Nick sings the eighties video oh. games. <laughs> I, I, Nick I sings the arcades. <laughs> I, I I do. Um, can you do space? Can you do uh, Space Invaders? <laughs> there are hand movements associated with this one as well for those of you who can't see through the podcast this is the best thing we've ever recorded <laughs> uh, but what, what's this <laughs> I don't know that was that, a very interesting that was expression. when Pac-Man ate some fruit oh right do you remember <laughs> yes I did uh, 400 or 800 or, or, or whatever can you do centipede no no <laughs> I, I will not debase myself <laughs> by, John by, by, by doing centipede uh, on the other hand, I'm very happy to do Frogger, okay. but I need a bigger fee. <laughs> okay, I'll pay you an. I'll pay you double. I remember um, there was a there was this racing car game which had a very catchy tune, which was only in the arcades. I seem to remember it was the prototype racing car game. We sort of raced about in in, in a maze. Oh yeah. And you would, in order to put off your racing opponents, you would be able to spray kind of blocks of smoke behind you. Oh yes, I something remember. rally or something like that. Yeah, let's um, stop talking about old arcade games. Do you remember that I'm game? Bored. Uh, Laura's bored. Do, do you remember that game? <laughs> I remember many games of that ilk. Yes, and I remember thinking it was magical. And I used mm-hmm. to play them in arcades. Uh, I remember there was a particular hotel uh, by the seaside in South Africa, and they used to have an arcade. And used to play that game, and it was absolutely astonishingly amazing. And I think that's where I left games. Mm-hmm. Four year old in that hotel in, in South Africa. Oh, that, you should go and, back. You might find. And them. that's where I associate that. So when I think of you playing games, mm-hmm. he's in I, an arcade in South no, Africa. No, 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 but uh, no, but <laughs> yeah. I, when I think that's why I have slight contempt for you when you mm. play games because I think of you. I think what well, he's, he's he's also playing, you know, building sandcastles. What's wrong with? I love building sandcastles. Yeah, but but for a job. Oh, you're for a job with you. The best job ever. <laughs> I'm the official sandcastle. And the, the union of sandcastle builders, sand moat diggers. Did you, were you ever able to um, build a sandcastle that had a good moat around my it? Dad that the, filled, that, my dad was able to My dad was amazing at this. What he would do is he would build a moat all around any attempt at a sandcastle my sister and I had built. Mm-hmm. And then he would, um, he would dig a channel to where the tide was coming in. Yes, I so always tried to tide never in, do it, it so that the channel the would go downhill because the beach was coming up. Of course, yes. You have to dig so relatively deep as you progress yeah, in it, order to keep up with the gradient and more. And so my dad was brilliant at that, so he could make moats that filled, and he would build bridges. He taught me how to build bridges so the moat would go under, the water would go under, but you still have the bridge to get into the castle over the moat, mm. things like that. Yeah. Uh, so my only reason I want kids is just to help them build sandcastles. Judith, do, do ladies build sandcastles? We've got a baby. Yes, my mum... My We've got a baby as a girl, so I need to know. My mum built phenomenal sandcastles. She built um, a, a car out of sand Wow. once that was big enough for my brother to sit in with a frisbee as a steering wheel. There's photographic proof somewhere. Oh, you know, probably still more reliable than these Toyotas these days. What we yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've just had quite a reliable. We should be top gear. Ride here in a Toyota. <laughs> yes, we should be top gear. But we did crash into the into that bridge, and it wouldn't stop accelerating. Yes. Well, there was that, but it. And the fact that it was made out of sand meant that it did just fall into <laughs> <laughs> constituent million pieces. As we. 
<laughs> Laura's car has the most phenomenal number of cup holders. So I recommend getting beauty. a modern Toyota Yaris purely. Even the door, you know, the little. Uh, the door is made out of cup, cup holders. <laughs> no, you know the little, uh, in a the little container that the, your no, bottom, the, the your, container. Each buttock is held in a cup holder. <laughs> you know the container on the side of what? You've got the little pocket on, a, on, a, on the side of a door. A door pocket. A door oh, pocket, as they're called. Glove no, the glove compartment is the glove compartment. Was it not the same? As the cool no. kids call it, the door compartment. The door pocket. The door co- um, that thing on the That's door. got it's little grooves into the door to wall to, so you can fit perfect for bottles of Oasis, Oasis fits yeah, and we found that one of the cup, cup holders at the front. is perfect it's just Pringle tube size oh yeah that's mm. true the one by the it is amazing handbrake. you're not painting a good picture I really a think. car full of Pringles and <laughs> Oasis and <laughs> and chocolate nibbles and, and also so. the back seats will slide forward and yet remain right okay vertical. that's fine thank you it's, thank but you. it's beautiful we don't need to know about what well, happens you should walk home Toyota Yaris uh, everyone buy everyone. Toyota Yaris they're Yaris horrific <laughs> Yara unite yeah so yeah. I say Yaris would already be in would they no Yaris would depends ah yes it depends what uh, they're in are they first second third or fourth declension yes yes yeah so yes. so if Yaris if Yaris were the plural then it would probably be Yarex Yarex. One Yarex, many Yarex. When I write up the description for this podcast, I'm going to put, this will be a good one for helping you get to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you have your lady friends. And wait till you see when Victoria's in. She'll start talking about knitting or something. Oh, probably. Do you do knitting? Um, I know how to knit in straight lines, but I can't do So I can do many scarves. You do the world's I longest knitted, than yeah. a scarf. I knitted, yeah, no, I, really can. I, I knitted a scarf once. I've knitted I, a scarf. I, I was told how to knit. Toy. I couldn't knit anymore, but I knitted a scarf once. I enjoyed knitting. No, I, don't I would think knit. I could remember how when to I was a kid, I would knit. To, uh, with, I'd sit in the, in the mum's couch and knit. Knit one, and would you pearl? No, I'd absolutely refuse, <laughs> I refuse to pearl. To one. pearl. No. That's well. true. No, I enjoyed knitting. I found it quite relaxing. I should knit. I might start knitting. I should, totally should. I, should I think I might have motor memory for how to yeah, do it. I in fact, you, I just got around the thing. I think I've got the motor memory to do yeah, that since I was a child. You should start knitting and you find yeah. you play fewer computer games. That's true. So it's good. And then I can write for... Um, Future does have some knitting magazines. Yeah. Cross-stitch, <laughs> cross-stitch magazines, I believe, outsell all the games yes, magazines. Yes, they do. <laughs> So um, actually, and you're a male as well, you so you'll have, you'll have a niche. Good niche. I've got a John, column. I've just there's a column. Hey, John, we've just found your yes. <laughs> Is that John, a male knitter? <laughs> I jumped in the air and clicked my heels together, and then it froze, and the credits started rolling. <laughs> yes. That's how happy I was yes. about that. Does that count as putting his writing to better use? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yes. Finally, the tyranny of gaming is yeah, over. I've invested <laughs> my talent into a more appropriate <laughs> knitting source. Good source. Oh, good. We'll. Um... So I think. Um, that we should speak about the Eurovision. That was weeks ago. Yeah. Well, this is true. But you didn't talk about it last week. We didn't, did we? We should have. Well, that, that, that was almost going to be the topic. <laughs> the, the topic we talk about. <laughs> the, um, the not allowed to talk, talk about topic. Well, what, what, what's, what's wrong or right with the Eurovision? Well, I like your wife's theory that we're in that the Brits insult the Eurovision by only putting in the most abysmal song possible. Well, is it the most abysmal song, or is it just that the Brits? Oh, this, rubbish this year's song was, was <laughs> so care. so poor just Please amazingly to our poor American I wish that I believe what the, Euro, what the Eurovision for many are. years they have planned to uh, to do a, an American version with each state contributing a song it wouldn't yeah. work well no the pro- well the, there's something very strange about America because when when they do um, whenever you see anything portrayed about 
um, London or England, or th- they'll say um, they'll go smoke go for the most awful cliche imaginable. And yeah. you think it's such a patronising thing to do the, to reduce each country there'll, there'll down? Be some scones and a post box and a double decker red box. Exactly, yes, and a beef eater. Yeah. Um, and, and they'll do that but then and then Australia they have a man the pommy hat and the you know, blah 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 not pommy the, the, you know what I mean the thingy cork, cork hat Kang- eating a kangaroo on a barbie um, but then they do this to themselves each, but what's the strangest thing is it, they treat each state in America in the same way they reduce each state down to this kind of these very weak stereotypes yes. um, which is strange so, so I think they could do that in a quite Eurovision style well, so Texas would insist on putting some cowboy-themed song yeah, in. Yeah, and an electric chair and things like that's that. Right, that's right. <laughs> exactly. I, I think that... And they, then, then when, in Texas, when they did all the phone votes, they'd ignore everything that people have phoned in to vote for <laughs> and just choose something else. Yes. That's what they'd do. <laughs> oh, that was ten-year-late satire, that was. Oh, I, I, and, and in Arizona, um, yeah. if, if, the, right. if, if the song had a mariachi band in it, the music would immediately stop and they that's would... That's right, they'd uh, be asked to leave. They'd shoot them. Yeah. That's right. Um, oh, satire. So, yes, that's the that's the Eurovision is each country in Europe and apparently most of uh, well, no, the it's, rest it's, of it's the world it's, now. It's, it's any country that basically is a signatory to the European Broadcasting Union mm-hmm. who has to adhere to certain technical mm. standards and pay a certain amount of money, which includes most of the countries of Europe, the old satellites of... Um, Yugoslavia. Uh, the old satellites of the USSR mm-hmm. and the old states of Yugoslavia and... Israel. Demi-European countries like Turkey and Israel are all part of the hmm. European Broadcasting Union. And so they all get together and they each enter a song yes. and then the whole of the Europe votes. Now what's interesting about that is there's the, what's interesting about the uh, Eurovision, which I don't think you would replicate in America, is there is a tension between the specific culture of that European nation and the desire to write something usually in English or in the Western... American slash Anglo-American idiom, and there's a tension mm. between the two. So, for example, the Turkish will sing something about um, my love and smack my body, but then there'll be a sudden Khazarish sort That's of right, uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, diminished, diminished sixth uh, uh, dance in the middle of it, or the Russians will be uh, singing about uh, going to the drive-in, and then there'll suddenly be a Kazatska mm-hmm. in the middle of it, and the French will never sing in English. Well, I found out until, re- until, ni- uh, until 1998, you had to sing in your own language, well, and then they changed... No. They, the rule has gone on and off, no. but the most recently, up no, until 1998, no. you had to sing in your own language. No, 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 no,
But I believe it went something like, ooh, uh, just a little bit, ooh, uh, a little bit more, ooh, uh, just a little bit, here's what I'm looking for, or something similar. But you, I, you are what I'm looking for, I think. You are. I, 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 I stand corrected. You, <laughs> I don't know. You clearly, oh, you clearly have the book. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> uh, but the Gina G best of yeah. album but, but that I Gina have. Gina G sang it out of tune that year, and I'm sure there was also some English. So you're telling me up till 1998 in your head. For a, a few years, okay. there was a time in the, in the They had to sing it in their native language. Yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of Europeans have actually said... Um, no, we can't do popular music in our native language because the idiom of popular music, uh, as designed in America, mm-hmm. has been designed for the cadences of the English yeah. language, and therefore it's very difficult to actually do. It's a bit like trying to do. Uh, it would be a bit like trying to do uh, Verdi or Rossini opera in English. It doesn't sound right. Yes, it's designed for the particular vowel sounds of. Italian and so on, and, oh. and, and popular music, especially, you know, based on the blues and the very particular rhythms of English mm-hmm. work, which is why a lot of these countries say, well, actually, we do have to do, do it in English, but then if yeah. somebody in France say, no, you must do it in French. But we know that French pop music is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it is. Johnny Holiday uh, accepted, of course. Um, it was predominantly... Predominantly all the songs this year were in English. Yes, they were. There were quite a few foreign songs because they had the subtitles on to appreciate what they were doing. Yes, but some of them were actually... They would segue into foreign. They muddled, yeah, they muddled them. And they were still subtitled, um, very heavily accented English. Oh, no, absolutely, of course, yes. Also, there's that word that I never noticed before that we were discussing. Segway. Oh, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. John was telling me that quite often you use it on the podcast, and I, I said I. Well, I said it's quite often used in, in common parlance. Yeah, it's just a common word, but it's like a word that many Apple people get. It's a word that people haven't noticed that they already know what it means. Really? Well, you have to they, pull they, it out of the sentence, but and they go, can understand what it means. Of course, absolutely. I segued from one topic to but another. I genuinely yeah. not, didn't recall hearing it at all. So I want to say there's one Eurovision song that I think is, needs to be remembered and isn't because everyone's so obvious when they recall their favourite. Hallelujah! Eurovision. I like that one. No. Yeah. My favourite. Yeah. The year after Darna Israel Inter- won with that one. Darna International won mm-hmm. with. Is uh, that the song called Hallelujah? No, 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 way oh. before that. In oh, the 80s, right. Israel oh, okay. won with Hallelujah. When Darna International won um, with her song, and the, so the Eurovision was held the next year in Israel. Yes. Um, Germany, mm-hmm. of course, had to enter a song. They found the four Jews left <laughs> in Germany. Did they? And had them sing in Hebrew. No, I'm sure they didn't. It, they actually entered a song in Hebrew. That's a, it couldn't worse. have been more cloying and awful. They were clever. They would have done something in Yiddish, but because at least that's Germanic, and they would have had some reason to do it. So they were stupid. Well, maybe I'm misremembering it in that detail, but but anyway, I thought that racist. was I thought that was very sweet <laughs> that they tried because of course this year, like you know, Germany won, of course, because they had the best song, yes. and um, it got terribly xenophobic. In your house, they did, but I wasn't. I'd like to stress, but my <laughs> ghastly guests were. What sort of things were they saying? Um, they, someone was pointing out that her <laughs> necklace really, really did look like a swastika, and it really did, <laughs> which was quite awkward. Yeah. At, at various times in the green room, she was hailing the Nazi salute. That's not um, true. That's a well, lie. wasn't. Uh, but I thought they did this little dance <laughs> at half time where everybody was doing the Nazi salute, wasn't it? it was it's true. Yes. Oh, so oh, it, it, looked true. Like, oh it looked like the Nuremberg rally. Oh. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's suddenly, so true. Didn't they even say? Which means the Munich results order. must have been fixed because yeah. that was prize. No, no, but let's be fair. They weren't really doing the Nazi salute. They were doing the Christian wave, wave to the Holy Ghost. That one. Wave to the Holy Ghost. The hands, are, the, the fingers are slightly open, and you sort of go like that, um, like in your hill song that you go to all the time. Well, I think that's, that's right. just um, next generation Nazi. It's more kind of chilled out and cool. Star Trek, the next generation. 
Well, do you know what? It's time to stop. No, it isn't. It ah. is. Well, that was an odd one, wasn't Thank it? Thank God for that. Do we allow ladies or do we get rid of all ladies and die out? I don't know. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. Laura, do Hello. we need more ladies or fewer? I think the ratios are appropriate. Okay. I think we'll... I think we're going to have lots of complaints. And on that bombshell... Have, <laughs> we are going to have lots of complaints, but I'll forward them to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> and remember, if you want to send your hate mail about Laura being on the podcast, it's podcast at rumdoings.com. I think I've brought some reason and Yoko, Yo, Yo, Yoko, you can, you can bake them some cakes and talk about butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to break up with Nick now and do a podcast with just Laura. Yeah. It'll be called Just Laura. Just Laura. <laughs> yeah. The Laura... Plastic band. And when I disagree with anything John's <laughs> saying, I shall do a nick and just go, no, 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 over the top. Yeah, that's good. Excellent. I've learnt for the best. Bye, bye, bye. everyone. Bye. Bye. bye.